Welcome to the Playground Project with me, your host, Tanya Pomerantz. I'm so glad you're here with me today, and I'm excited to welcome my mystery guest. Before we do that, I want to invite you to follow me on Instagram at PuddleJumpCoaching001, and I would like to give a special shout-out to a wonderful woman, Loretta Ocheen at Sassy Greeting Cards. She's an entrepreneur and invites you to connect, commiserate, and laugh with your girlfriends with her sassy greeting cards for life's not-so-regular occasions. And you can find her on Instagram at Sassy Greeting Cards. Loretta is also the talented designer of the beautiful cover of my book, Sex, Self-Esteem, and Sheer Stupidity, Surviving Your Twenties and Beyond. So I really wanted to give her some love. Please help me welcome my mystery guest to the playground. Christina Frost is my friend and a government employee who is going to share her journey to becoming a federal public servant, including some interesting stints in the entrepreneurial and retail management worlds. Welcome to the playground, Christina Frost. It is absolutely wonderful to have you here with us. And I, you know, here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to mm-hmm. say you work for the government, and mm-hmm. we met while I was working at OCSO as a mentorship facilitator for the Federal Internship for Newcomers programs. Um, that's a mouthful. Uh, mentorship program. <laughs> and uh, from the minute we talked on the phone, or yeah, I think we talked on the phone, and then we had our our little Teams meeting. It was this click, like it was a click. And ever since then, you've been a, a really fantastic mentor and a, a wonderful person to to have conversations with. And here you are now with me, uh, with us on the playground. And I'm just delighted to have you with us. Oh, thank you, Tanya. I'm very happy to be here. At first, I was a little hesitant, but uh, after you convinced me for a little bit, I thought maybe my story is interesting enough to talk about on your program. So thank you for welcoming me here tonight. So should we um, start my journey with the high school journey? Is that where we're yes, going to start? Yes, because that's okay. what we, where we go when we're on the playground project. We talk about high school. So what was high school like for you? I loved high school. I didn't love the academic part of high school, but I love being able to see my friends every day in high school. So this is sort of the beginning of my career, even in terms of loving people and being around awesome people. So in high school, I loved music that would be my was my favorite course for sure Mm. so I took music all the way through even vocal music as well as I played the flute and I played the piano Mm. um so I would say that was my favorite part of high school Uh, I didn't love the courses but I did you know if I had a challenging course I would try to excel at that challenging course and which courses did you find challenging like things that I didn't find that interesting, like geography, <laughs> English, things like that. I didn't find them interesting. So I had to push myself to study for those those courses. Whereas music, of course, I just loved it. I I enjoyed every moment of that. But um, Did you join any ba- bands? Like a, I you know, was they in always the band. Have... Oh, my goodness, Christina. Good for you. I was in the band. Yeah, I played the flute in the band. Yeah, and I really loved it. I know it's kind of a, back then it was kind of a geeky thing to do, but I loved mm. it. Yeah, it was just that feeling of playing with the rest of the band in front of people. I loved that feeling. And we had a really good uh, music teacher who got, you know, everybody involved and 
made sure everyone sort of felt special in that band. So it was a, a good experience for sure. Oh. Yeah. Did you go on any like band school band trips? I don't think we went anywhere other than like maybe the Rideau Center or something in Ottawa. <laughs> At Christmas, we might have gone to a couple old age homes and things like that. But as far as I remember, it was a while ago. We didn't go anywhere big. I don't think we were that good. <laughs> but that's was- fair. The Rideau Center and old age homes was probably uh, really special for people. So yes, it was. It totally was. Yeah, it was good. But okay, so music you did well in. Yeah. What else did you like? You know, really have a, a an aptitude mm. for. Well, I had worked, I had a part-time job during school and I really loved um, the, the industry I was in. I was working at actually at St. Hubert restaurant as the takeout girl at the time. And I kind of liked the restaurant business. So that was sort of a something that I enjoyed as well in high school. I enjoyed, I just enjoyed the everyday going to high school, being with people, that kind of experience. So I, when I was thinking about what I wanted to do with my life, I had my OAC. So back then you had to get your OACs, your grade 13. And I had all my OACs. I had more credits than I even needed. Hmm. So, and I thought, I don't think I can handle going to university and being in those types of classes. I didn't know if I, I would love it enough to continue doing the uh, courses like that. I didn't know if that was for me. So I mm-hmm. decided to go to college. I decided college was probably the place for me to go. And what was I going to take? I didn't really know where I wanted, what I wanted to do. So I thought I'll take business administration. Mm-hmm. So I remember having this conversation with my parents. So I, I know on some of your other podcasts I'd listened to and you had the question about, did you do something to try to please your parents? Well, this did not please my father mm-hmm. that I decided to go to college. He had mm-hmm. said, and it wasn't anything against college. I think he just had a mentality of my daughter should go to university. Because that's, you know, he was the first one in his family to go to university. So his kids should also be going to university. So there was a little bit of a conflict there. And I just I just said to him that this is a direction I'd like to go. And I think my mother did some convincing with him. <laughs> uh, and we decided that, well, I decided that I was going to go to college. I did end up going into business administration, which I thought, you know, it's a general course. It can bring you anywhere you want to go if that's kind of the direction I wanted to go in. And I thought maybe I'd like to go into business or have my own business at some point. Yeah. So I took a year of business administration. And I remember the third or the second year in, I think it was the first week of classes. And I was sitting in the class and I'm like, everyone seems to really love this course. And they're very interested. I'm just not that interested. (laughs) So Then came another difficult conversation with my parents <laughs> where um, I had to tell them, you know, I, I remember going again, talking it was more difficult with my father because, you know, I made this decision he didn't like in the first place. Now I'm like, I don't really like this course. I think I want to do something else, you know, and at this point we'd already paid the money. So if you get out quick enough, you can get your money back. So I said, I'd rather just pull out of the course now. Um, mm-hmm. And I think I want to go into hotel and restaurant management. That's the mm-hmm. course I would like to take. So at that point, it was too late in the in the year for me to go into that. So I had to start the next winter season. Uh, So at that point, uh, I dropped out, I had that little time off, and I just sort of worked part time until the course started. And then I went into hotel restaurant management. And where were you working part time? So at that time, I was working at a little gift shop, kind of like a card store. I think it Mm was at, uh, at Bayshore Shopping Center at the time. Uh, so I enjoyed that job on the side. Of course, they were giving me a number of hours, like 35 hours a week part time. So it was pretty, pretty good gig for me as a young person. Yeah. Um, so I was making money and going to school at that point. Okay. And then um, 
I enjoyed hotel restaurant management. I enjoyed, you know, working in the kitchen. I always loved to cook. I always loved cooking. I guess I liked more artsy things, cooking and music and decorating, which you'll see later on as we discuss how I got into that. Yeah. So I enjoyed hotel restaurant management and some of the, you know, the chefs, the teachers are chefs. They actually had restaurants and then they just did this sort of on the side. And I, you know, at the time formed some friendships with them and, you know, they'd give me, they'd say, do you want to come and help us get some extra, you know, time in, in the kitchen just to help. And I would do that. And then at the end of the course, I did really well. And I thought maybe I'm going to get it. I want to start my own business doing catering. I always loved cooking. And I thought catering, you know, it's kind of sales and catering. And this is what I'm going to do. And some of the teachers had set up interviews for me at some hotels and things like that. So I did do those interviews. But of course, I didn't have my French. Uh, I just Mm. couldn't speak fluently in French. So that sort of held me back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once I finished school, I'm like, what am I, I didn't know what I was going to do. I had no idea at that point. I was kind of stuck, which I think a lot of people are when they just get out of school. Like, mm-hmm. what do I do? I think all of my friends were in the same boat. We all finished school and we're like, oh, I don't know, what, what do we do now? <laughs> Sorry, were you in college? Oh, like all of your friends in college or were you scattered throughout mm-hmm. university and colleges or what were they? What was everybody? Doing? Both. I would say both. Yeah. Some stayed in Ottawa, went to Carleton or Ottawa, and then some people... Uh, went away to university. Uh, so there's sort of a mix of, okay. of everything, of both. But usually in college, when you're done, you kind of have a better idea of where you want to go. But I, I didn't. I didn't know what to do at that point. Um, I'd actually lost my part-time job right at the end of college because the store I was working at closed. So I didn't <sighs> even have that. So it was like, okay, nothing. I have nothing. I think it was only a month till I found another part-time job because I just needed something. I was still living with my parents. So I didn't have to rush to get out of the house, but you know, I'm done school. I need a, I need a job. So I got a part-time job and this is where it all started. I got a part-time job at a paint and wallpaper store. Oh, so just okay. selling paint and uh, wallpaper. So back then, this is a number of years ago, they used to have these stores everywhere. Like now they have Home Depot and Lowe's and places like that. So they didn't have as many of these, like they have now Benjamin Moore, those smaller stores. And and this was sort of a, a thing back then where they had wallpaper and you sold blinds and you sold carpet and you sold paint and all this kind of stuff. So I got a part-time job at this store. And as I was, you know, trying to find where, which direction I want to go in, they, they gave me a few more hours. And then that store that I was working in, I mean, this was only maybe four months, that store cl- was closing. And I'm oh. like, what is this bad <laughs> situation where all the stores I'm working at are closing? I'm probably just like jinxing these stores. I don't know. Nobody mm-hmm. should hire me after that. Oh, but, no. um, I can understand why you would feel that way, though. I, I did feel that way because even the same yeah. year that I worked at also closed. Oh, for <laughs> so heaven's like, sake. Okay, three store, three places I've worked oh. at closed down. But it was sort of a blessing in disguise. They had another store at another location and they wanted to hire me full time. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I have nothing else going on right now. Why don't I take this job? Why not? A full time job. At least it's money coming in for now. And then I can figure out what I want to do. So I took the job full time and it was at another location. And I think, you know, I got to be pretty friendly with all of the the stores. Like it was a company that had, they had some, um, uh, it was like a corporation, but they also, they had other people that owned the stores privately. But this, you know, we had Mm. a, a group of people that were friends and I was friends with some of the managers around the city and stuff like that. Uh, and I remember, I think it was about... I don't even know if it was a year in working full time, not even where the regional manager came to town and he took me out for lunch 
And we sat in the restaurant and, and this is literally what he said, which would be shocking today to anyone. <laughs> He's like, he looked at me and he said, you look good. Would you like to manage the store we're taking over, this franchise store we're taking over? And I'm like, he actually literally said, you look good. That's how I got the job. I'm just like, you look good. Like how that would never happen today. <laughs> it's just like so, so random. He's like, we'd like, do you want to manage this new store that we're taking over? Mm. And I said, oh, you know, sh- of course I'm like, in my head, of course. I'm like, yes. I'm like, yes, yes. I'll take it over. I'll take over the store. So it was a and franchisee. How old were you? I was were you 23. Yeah, 23. Old. And a man <laughs> says to you, you look good. <laughs> can you my eyebrows raised. Yes, I can believe it. Can you because... believe it? Well, that's that was the whole business, though, as I get into Ugh. it and tell you a little bit more. It was an old man, like, a, I won't say old man's club. It was a man's club, that whole business or that whole... Yep. You know, it was like a man's world. Um, Mm -hmm. So I had, this is how I got out of that job as well. So they were taking over a store that was owned by a franchisee and they wanted out. So the company was taking over the store. So they sent, it was a very awkward situation. Um, One of the managers at the other stores, they demoted him and made him my assistant manager. So here I am 23 years old with a 40 something year old man who was a manager. Now my assistant manager at this new store <laughs> and I'd never been a manager before. And um, the franchisee, the former franchisees kids were working in the store as well. So it was a very awkward situation, but a good challenge, of course. <laughs> so I'm shaking um, my head, but I do appreciate the fact that you're looking at it as a, as a good challenge. That's... <laughs> it, yeah, it definitely was a good challenge. And it was kind of that kind of business was a sort of a man's world or that company or, you know, you had yeah. contractors coming in that wanted to talk to you about prices and, you know, getting what they need for these big jobs and stuff like that. So it really was a good, good challenge, I would say. <laughs> I had this ginormous office and I'm like, OK, this is kind of fancy for a 23 year old girl, uh, this huge office, biggest office I've ever had. And I was managing this store with most of the people who were quite a bit older than me. So it was um, it was interesting. So some of my experience there was contractors didn't want to speak to a woman. They'd come in and they'd look at me, even though I was the manager. Uh, we'd like to speak to a man, please. You know, I'd get that a lot. I don't know if, if you've ever like experienced flat out? that. Did they flat would out. say that? Yep. And so some of the employees, I had a few younger guys and, you know, they'd go ask them the question of what they wanted mm-hmm. to ask. And then the younger guy would come over to me to ask me the answer and then bring it back. So oh, for goodness I sake. dealt with this a number of times working in that business. It was... Uh, yeah, it was good for me though. It made me stronger. <laughs> I well, say. that which doesn't kill us does make us stronger, <laughs> as they say. It definitely does. So <laughs> that was uh, that was part of the the job. And then they were this company was opening a new concept store out in Canada in the Centrum Mall. So back then the Centrum Mall was nothing. There was barely anything there. They were opening this new concept store and they said, we're going to close your store and we're going to make you the manager of this new concept store, which I was kind of excited about. It was more about decorating and, you Mm. know, wallpaper and paint rather than contractors, you know, more dealing with (laughs) the pretty stuff that I liked. Um, So I really enjoyed that, helping people with picking out colors. And we had this, you know, back then it was a fancy computer where you could put different colors on the wall to show you what it would look like and things like that. So I was pretty excited about that. So I managed that store for a while. It was successful. And then how I got out of the business, (laughs) that particular business was uh, myself and another female manager at another store in the city. We found out that they brought in this new 
male manager who is only, let's say, 23, 24 years old, and they were paying him significantly more than they were paying us. So we found this out. We're not supposed to know that, but we did find out. So her and I started sort of devising a plan. What are we going to do here? Her and I got along really well. She had her, I think she had gone to college and got her interior design uh, diploma. So we thought Mm -hmm. we both love doing this kind of job. We looked at different kinds of businesses we could get into together. And we both decided, let's quit this job, both of us at the same time, and let's start our own business doing interior decorating. So that's what we did. We both went at the same time to the regional manager. We said, we are out. We appreciate the opportunity. We're going to start our own business. And that's what we did. So this was the start of our interior decorating business, which was exciting. Christina. Yeah. This this is so cool. Isn't this? I've taken a long road. in uh in my career so this was this was very cool so we had lots of connections like i had so many people that you would come into my store and say i wish i could take you home with me and you could come through my house and tell me what to do so so this Sorry, was sort my of... mind was my mind was back with me you look good and then oh i, I wish i could take you home with me hmm. oh yeah but i'm female cluster i know i know what you mean i know what you mean <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and she, the same thing, like we both had sort of a, a passion for that. Um, so we started our business and you know what we did really well in the beginning. We did really well throughout the whole business. We started, you know, color consultations, going to people's homes, telling them hmm. what they should do. But then it became, we started doing the work too, which I didn't think that that was the direction we were going in, but we ended up doing that just to make more money, I guess. Uh, so we actually did the wallpapering. We did the painting. Oh, Back then, yeah, we ended up doing the work as well. So we ended up, so back then, the big thing was faux finishing. I don't know if you remember oh, yes. that. Like I all do. of those special textures and things on the wall. So oh, we I... did that. People loved that. was our big, you know, specialty item. We'll pick the colors. We'll do the faux finishing, blah, blah, blah. So we did what that. Was the name of your, what was the name of your um Our company? Your, yeah. Yeah, it was called K&J Decor. So Christina with a K and then Janice was my uh partner in the business so it was called k&j decor so some okay. of i mean yeah we had uh it was a good it was a good run i think i would say we were successful i was making just as much money as i was managing a store so both my of us goodness were. yeah so we were doing really well uh but we were both you know single living alone we both had our own apartments and stuff like that so the not not having the income every two weeks of a paycheck was more challenging i would say Uh, Mm. So some months were better than others and sort of managing things that way. So over time, I think we also both missed having a place to go every day and having people to talk to. So, I mean, you go to talk to people in their homes about decorating, but it's only like an hour, you know, an hour conversation. And then that's it kind of thing. So I think we missed, I definitely missed having uh, a place to go every day with people that are sort of like your work family people that you Mm -hmm. can talk to kind of thing. So I missed that. So after about two years, we did it for two years. We decided that we would start looking for another other jobs for ourselves, just because we didn't know if we can continue this, you know, there would be times where people would back out, you know, Mm -hmm. a week and a half before and say, I think we changed our minds and we booked them in for, you know, a week's work or whatever. And we were just having challenges with that. Then this is where my career changed again, while still retail management. But this is where okay. I <laughs> I started looking for a job. I didn't, to be honest, I didn't even know what I wanted. I'm just like, I need something at this point. Um, I just need to find a job. So I remember going to a job fair 
downtown, which is now the Shaw Center, whatever it was called before. And I went, mm-hmm. you know, it was so busy that day. And I thought, oh, I just come from the dentist and my mouth was half frozen. And I thought, oh, I just want to get out of this job here. There's so many people here. Uh, and you couldn't even get up to any of the booths. That's how busy it was, like mm-hmm. hundreds and hundreds of people. And I remember just as I was walking out, all the people in front of this one booth left. And there were these two men standing there. And I'm like, I'm just going to go talk to these, these gentlemen at this booth. It was for a shoe store like a big shoe, the shoe company, actually, it was the shoe company. Oh, the um, shoe company. Okay. The shoe company. Uh, and I just chatted with them for a few minutes. You know, I didn't feel so great. I had, you know, half a frozen mouth. And I'm like, I, yeah. I don't really feel like being here. But I had a little chat with them. I gave them my resume. And then the next day, I got a phone call from them to to do an interview. And I interviewed for the ma- management position. That's what they were looking for. And I got the job. So that's how I got into that specific position. So that was also, I a, a, a really enjoyed that job when I, when I first started, I would say. <laughs> it was, you know, there were bigger stores. And I don't know if my first store, I don't know how many employees I had, maybe 13 employees or something like that. So it was a challenge. They, they really expected a lot from you at the time from that company. I know it's changed hands now since then, but they expected a lot from the management. So I did, hmm. I worked there for six, like six years six years in four That's different a lot. stores in four different stores. Yeah. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I was at one store and then I think after about a year and a half, they moved me to another store and then, you know, then it became, now I was more of a seasoned manager. So when there was a problem store and the manager left, it's like, Oh, here, mm. have fun. we'll put you in this store to clean it up. And then I got to clean up that store. And then I went to another store and cleaned that one up just as, you sort of got comfortable and all your staff were trained and everything was going smoothly. It'd be like, okay, we're going to move you now to another store. (laughs) You were like the fixer. The fixer, me and another manager, who's actually a really good friend of mine. uh, She was also a fixer. So the two of us, they would sort Hmm. of (laughs) move us around from store to store. Yeah. Which was, uh, which was interesting, but I will say out of all the jobs I've had in my life, that retail job was the most challenging job I hope to ever have. (laughs) People really don't take, I don't know if people, if they haven't worked in that kind of Mm. a job before, I realize the amount of work that goes into that, that kind or the stress of those types of jobs. It's a lot of work. They expect you to, you know, manage all of these stuff. And then you have to manage the hours and you have to manage the inventory and you have to manage, you know, are they saying the right things to the customers and selling things properly and things like that. So it was quite, quite a challenging job. I did love it though. I loved like the merchandising and I loved the staff and I loved the coaching and the training, the staff kind of thing. And then they be, they also gave me another position as the training coordinator for our district. Okay. So I would do, um, you know, when we got a bunch of new full-time employees, I would do a two-day training course, which teaching people how to sell and all about shoes and all this kind of stuff. So I enjoyed doing that part of it too, which was kind of fun. And then they also, I don't know, they thought that I was good at finding new employees for stores. So when they had new people coming in, they'd get me to interview them for the store, like for for full-time jobs for stores around the city, or I'd go to the job fairs and help them pick the district manager pick you know, whoever we're going to hire for the new stores. So that was sort so of some HR-y. additional work. So sort of HRE, they thought I was a good judge of character of people. <laughs> so they let me do those types of jobs. If they were unsure, they're like, send them to Christina. She'll interview them and she'll know <laughs> kind of thing. So I got to do those kinds of things as well, which I love. Did it you was- hire good people? I did. I think most of the time I, I did pretty well. I think I did pretty Excellent. well. 
there was a few times, I mean, um, that they were hiring managers and the managers, I just think they didn't know what they were getting into. And then they would leave kind of thing. Like it was just, they're like, no, this is too much, like too much, Mm. (laughs) too much work. But yeah, so that was that job. And then I, well, I'd say that career in retail management. So again, kudos to all the retail managers out there. You're amazing. And I don't know how you do it. Because <laughs> I could not yeah. do that for my whole career like that. And you know, every time I go to like a, a Starbucks or any kind of place that has baristas, mm-hmm. that's a job I could never do. Yes, I know. I know their patience, right? They're so patient. Mm-hmm. I just find them so patient. And I don't know how they do it. The thing that people don't realize about these kinds of stores and being a retail manager, you can never have a bad day. You're mm. not allowed bad day you the your tone sets the whole tone for the store so if you're in a bad mood everybody's in a bad mood so you have to no matter what's going on in your life no matter how horrible you feel you need to put a smile on your face and pretend everything is okay because your sales will reflect your mood these companies are on like not i wouldn't say companies all retail companies it's about making money and if you're not mm. making the money, it's because your salespeople aren't selling properly because, you know, it all comes down to you. So you don't have it. You can't be sick or you can't, you know, if you had a fight with your partner, you can't be in a bad mood. You have to just be on and up all day long, every single day. So and there's nothing wrong. Like I, I could do it. It was just very, you know, there were times in my life where it's like, OK, it's really hard to pull it together and have that positive vibe all day long. So that was definitely one of the the larger challenges. And I don't think people realize that how hard it is to be on and happy all day at work all the time. And that no, kind of, yeah, I've honestly, I never, I, I never thought about it, but you're a hundred percent right. I mean, yeah, you know, as the, the leader of the pack, if you're going through some stuff through osmosis, basically, it's <clears> just going <throat> to go shift all, all the way down to everybody. And I never, I've never thought of it like that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cause I know. And then I, all I think in my head was, okay, you need to be, you need, even though this is not a good day for you, you need to be in a good, have a good day. Otherwise you're going to have to, you know, talk to head office next week about why your sales were down or, you know, why your hours yeah. were over and you didn't make sales. And it's just, it all, all of it together, you don't, you don't realize. But, uh, so that was, my retail experience, it was uh, retail management of a, I guess, a larger store. At the end, I had 20 employees at the last store that I was at. And I loved the employees and I really loved the coaching part and the trying to keep their spirits up and things like that. I love that part of it. Uh, but it got to a point where I just had no life anymore. My life was work. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, I did calls in the middle of the night from the security company saying, somebody's going uh, into your store, you have to go check it out and have the cops go, you know. I didn't have a life. And then there'd be, they call a meeting on my day off, like the, you know, district manager or whatever. And I didn't get another day off in lieu of that. It was just, you have to go to that meeting or another store is, you know, has problems and we need to help them clean up their store on your day off kind of thing. So I just found there was like no life (laughs) there at all. So. But six years, like six years, Wow, six years. That's a lot. It's mm-hmm. a lot. It it is a lot. Like I like the action of it, but after six years, yeah, I was I was getting tired, and I just wanted to have more of a life. Um, yep. So I re- I remember the night. It was it was I had to work a little bit later that night, and I remember I was getting into my car, and I look at my phone, and I see there's a text message on my phone from a friend of mine, and he said they're hiring at Health Canada, 
you need to have your resume in by midnight tonight. Oh, if dear. you're interested, call me and I'll help you and tell you what you should put in your resume. And I'm like, oh, this is a sign. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, the worst day ever. And I'm like, I oh. can't take this. Like, there's a lot. Of, yeah. You don't realize what goes on in those stores. Theft and like, oh, it's just you're constantly managing all these problems, which is fine. I mean, that's what a manager does, but it just became overwhelming and not every all your 20 employees are having a good day every day either so it was always you know all of that so i went right. home that night and i called him thank you ben <laughs> if you ever listen to this we were friends <laughs> since high school and i think he just knew i needed out and he helped me with my resume i sent it in that night and i think it was 3 months later i heard back from the government and they said you know we screened you through now you have to write a test and i wrote the test and I did an interview and I passed that. And then a year and a half later, I got a job in the government at Health Canada. So a year my- and a half later. <laughs> wow. Isn't that crazy? It, well, how long it took. It's a huge, yeah, there's, um, <laughs> I've seen uh, yeah. an infographic and it, it's, it says 75 steps. That's how many steps there are between finding out about a, a job like or getting screened in or whatever. Mm-hmm. with the government and actually starting a job with the government 75 steps oh yes and I, I yeah it was it was I couldn't believe it took that long like I had given up hope I'm just like oh this is never gonna happen like I really I didn't think it was gonna happen I did have one you know how they I was in a pool of people of course that's how it all works I was in a mm-hmm. pool of people and one branch of Health Canada had called me for an interview, but they wanted someone like within a week or two and I didn't have my clearance my security clearance so they're like sorry, we can't offer you the job. And then I got a call from the place where I got a job. And I remember like meeting this lovely lady in the front hall who was bringing me in for the interview. And she had the most, she had a great spirit about her. And I thought, this feels like a place I want to work. And I did the interview. And at the end of the interview, I knew I had it. I just knew, you know, how you just have that feeling. I'm like, I got this one. I got this job. And I really liked the people that were interviewing me. And when they called and said, we'd like to, you know, we have to do this letter of offer, but we'd like to hire you. Are you interested? And I'm like, yes, I was so, I was so happy. I was so happy. And I think it was, I don't know, probably a month later that I started working at Health Canada. I'd never had a desk job before ever Mm -hmm. in my life. So I'd always been action, you know, move, 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 let's go, let's go, let's go. And I didn't think I was the desk job type. Well, I'll tell you after two weeks. I was the desk job type. I was like, <laughs> how did how did I do all these crazy jobs for so many years? This is amazing. And I thought I can if I have to go to the bathroom, I can go to the bathroom. Like this is these are the yeah. crazy things working in retail you don't realize. If I need if I want to have a coffee while I'm working, I can drink a coffee while I'm working. Like I know these mm-hmm. are the little things, but you don't realize you don't get that when you're working in retail. Like I couldn't even barely ever get time to eat. Like it was just a crazy world. So this was luxury to me. And I thought, how could anyone ever complain about a job like this? This is amazing, you know, compared to what to what I experienced before. I think that you are a very good interviewee. Oh, yeah? I think so. Yeah, I'm I'm taking notes. And, you know, you're getting these jobs that you apply for. Yeah. And I love the fact that you said, I just knew I just knew I don't think I've ever felt like that. Like, oh, really? I just knew. Yes. Oh. I can't guarantee. I never know for sure. I do. I know when I, like, I know sometimes I've, I had, I've had interviews where I didn't get it, but I kind of knew 
that I didn't get it. I don't know. It's something in my head was like, Neh. yeah, I just had this, this feeling. And uh, these people that I worked with uh, were amazing. Like everybody there was so wonderful. And I'm just like, I needed that job. I think I just needed it to be around these mm-hmm. lovely people have this, you know, it's still challenging. I had to learn the work and all that stuff and use, use their, their systems and things like that. But I was just like, it was such a blessing for me to get that job. It just took like this huge weight of stress off my shoulder. And I'm like, this is amazing. Anyway, and these ladies that I started working with, they took me under their wing, you know, they're like, Oh, you know, I wasn't that young, but I was, you know, 34, I think when I started something like that. So mm-hmm. um, they took me under their wing and they took care of me and just, you know, showed me everything about the government and all that kind of stuff. Because, you know, there's a lot to learn. It's very different than anywhere else. So they were teaching me yes. all these things and how, you know, I should put in this job search. So I always get job postings just for the future. If I ever want to, you know, figure out what I want to, if I want to change my job and things like that. So they taught me and brought me along the way, which was really nice in the beginning to have people like that to work with. It was it was a lovely, lovely experience. And was it a, a four-month contract or like a casual or no, I got an indeterminate rate off. Who Get gets that? No, nobody gets that. Nobody gets that. Oh my gosh. I know. How lucky was I? <laughs> nobody gets wow. that. So I was so lucky. I I don't know if I would have taken it if it was a contract. I think that would have been too mm. A little risky for me at yeah. that point, you know, because I was probably made, I was making the same in my entry level government job as I was in ma- as a manager managing a store, which was a lot more stress. I needed that amount of money to live off of. So right. for me, it's like, oh, I don't know if I, I would have taken a contract. I was lucky I got an indeterminate position. I know somebody no was watching French. over me and no French. It was an entry level position. So in a lot of you cases, are a you- unicorn. <laughs> I am a very blessed human. I'm just telling you that right now. So, so uh, yes. Yeah, so that was my job at Health Canada. And since then, I mean, that was more than 14 years ago now. Like I, we went through that whole drop process, which sucked, which was um, the government did that, those, those cuts, which it was, mm-hmm. was it called the deficit reduction action plan. So we had to fight for our jobs. They were cutting in the area where we were. I remember 75 of us standing in a room with the DG and I'm, we're all like, Oh, we're fine. We're going to be fine. It wouldn't be all of us. And then all of a sudden they're like, all of you need to fight for your job. You know, so we all had to compete mm. against our, our colleagues, which was a little bit challenging. And some of those lovely ladies that took care of me, didn't even get a chance to, they just lost their jobs, which was pretty horrible. So that wasn't too, too far into my government's job. So I was a little concerned there thinking, Oh, I'm going to have to go back to retail. What's going to happen here? That kind of, I I was luckily enough, lucky enough to pass and go through and, and be able to keep my job. But at that point, there weren't a lot of jobs in the government to move around to. So you're pretty happy to stay where you were for a while, because there were lists of people that were on the priority list, people that lost their jobs were on a priority list. So you know, I knew I'm staying here for a while now, probably a couple more years doing the same kinds of jobs, because there's really nowhere to go right now in the government. Um, So I stayed there for nine years at Health Canada, but I didn't do the same job for nine years. I did some different jobs along the way and I did move up uh, by the end. I had moved up to another job by getting into, you know, uh, applying for pools and things like that. So I did end up moving up, but I got a lot of experience in information management. That's what I was working in is information management. 
And I took all kinds of courses and just the nine years of learning about information management. So that was sort of my expertise then in the government was information management. And I remember I got to a point where I'm like, I'm not, I can't go anywhere else here at Health Canada. Like, this is it. There's nowhere else to go for me in terms of like the level of job or new challenges or things like that. So I started to look for other jobs in the government. And that's where my friend, a good friend of mine, we'd worked together nine years. I called him my work husband who sat beside me for nine years, told me his wife had sent him this posting. He's not interested. I should apply for it because it's information management at uh, IRCC. And I'm like, mm. eh, yeah, I, I should apply for it. And I was uh, kind of hesitant because even though the, I was kind of bored with the job, I love the people there. Like, it was like a family yeah. there. I can't explain yeah. it. Just very family-like. I knew everybody very family-like. Mm -hmm. And I thought, ah. Oh. And then a week later, he's like, did you apply for that job, Christina? And I'm like, look at him annoyed. <laughs> but I'm like, I know he's right. And in my head again, Tanya, you're going to think I'm crazy. Before I applied, I knew I was going to get it. Somehow I knew I was going to get that job. And that's why I was hesitant to apply because I had all the experience they were looking for. And I thought, oh, okay, it's time. So I applied, mm. had an interview. Felt like mm -hmm. the interview went very well, <laughs> but then it had been, <laughs> it's a theme. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then I uh, waited, you know, I waited about a month and a half and I hadn't, you know, I'd sent them a message and they said they're still doing interviews. But the girl that interviewed me had sent me a message saying, we really want you for the position. Are you still interested? We still have a few more interviews to do, but we really do want you for the position. And I'm like, I'm interested. Mm -hmm. And that's how I went to IRCC. <laughs> That's how I got my job there. So it was just hmm. on a, a secondment, but then they ended up deploying me there because um, uh, I was in a pool for the level of the job. So they deployed me into that job at IRCC. So that was uh, my next experience in the government, which was good. Um, it sounds very military, you know, deployed, secondment, <laughs> deployed anyway. Defl but what I know does that really mean? It just means that uh, they gave me a permanent indeterminate position at IRCC. So I was on a secondment, which was just they had loaned Health Canada had loaned me out for a year to IRCC. But then they ended up giving me an indeterminate position at IRCC. So okay, question for you. This yes. is a government question. Yes. So let's say somebody starts in Health Canada, right? Like you did. And mm -hmm. you started indeterminate in Health Canada. But then now you're saying that IRCC was giving you indeterminate. So in my head, I would have thought that indeterminate means indeterminate. It doesn't matter where. Yes. Well, yeah, it doesn't matter where. I had an indeterminate position with the government. You're right. I did have an indeterminate position with the government, but they gave me a higher level indeterminate position. Ah, okay. It was not the same level as my previous position. I was a higher level position. Same so. classification? No different, cl uh, same classification. Yes. Higher level classification. Okay. Yes. So that's, <laughs> that's how that all turned out. And then, then it was kind of exciting because the girl or the lady that had hired me, hired me to work on her team. She was a team lead for a certain mm -hmm. area. And within a month she left suddenly she was gone. And then the mm -hmm. manager came to me and looked at me and said, uh, are you up for this challenge? And I'm like, yep. I'll take it. So <laughs> that's uh, to be a that, team lead. To be the team. To be the team lead. So they put me on in acting. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I know. See. Look at you, Miss Leadership I'm up for Lady. The challenges. I'm telling you. Like I always take on challenges. I never think I can't do it. I always think I'll do my best, and if I suck at it, well, whatever. <laughs> you know, I'll try. I'll try. Huh. 
I didn't really know what I was doing, but I'm like, yeah, I'll take it on. Okay. And then they ended up, I got into some pools at that level. And then I ended up getting that indeterminate position at IRCC as a team. Well, I, it wasn't specifically a team lead. I wasn't doing the HR part of it, but I was leading the team, like giving the team work. And I was sort of the lead of the team. That was my position at IRCC. And I worked there for more, almost five years. And I'm still there as an indeterminate employee. However, I'm currently on secondment, acting secondment at Health Canada again. <laughs> so yeah, this With is the, the nice same people. So this, yeah, the same people. So mm-hmm. they reached out, somebody reached out to me and said, are you looking for a change? And at the time, you know what? I, I think I was ready for a change. I think the pandemic and everything, I think everyone felt the same. It was just a lot I think I just needed a change. And I went back to Health Canada, where I've been mm. since last October. Yeah, on an, on an assignment. Uh, and it was such an amazing experience because I told you the people there were amazing. And mm-hmm. I knew everybody there. So I came back there and it just felt like going back home. It was just like yeah. oh, this feeling of I never thought I would go back there. But this feeling of, you know, all these people, I've known them for so many years, and I know all their life stories. And it's just like a family there. It was at IRCC too, but it was just because I'd been at Health Canada for so much longer. And I think went through so many life challenges there as I was there for the nine years that you just get a closer bond with with the people there. So that's what I'm doing right now. And I don't know where my career is going to go from here. I have no idea. But I'm open to the challenge of whatever comes up next. (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) <laughs> I, I I really I really like that. And one of the challenges, not so much challenge as actually opportunity, was is being involved in the the Finn mentorship program with OCSO. Yes, and I loved I love that. I love the uh, the men. I love the whole program. I got into it. You know what? I actually got into it because. I was looking to gain more experience, to be honest with you, not the mentorship program, but just the FIN program. I was looking to gain more experience in screening resumes and mm. things like that. I'd done interviewing, I had experience in that, but not screening resumes. So I ended up doing that for the FIN program. And then at the ceremony where they were thanking everyone, they, men- they mentioned this mentorship program. And again, you're going to think I'm crazy. I'm just like, I need to do this. Like something in my head is like, I need to do this. I love helping people. I love helping people with their careers. I've had people help me and I would like to help other people if I can. And of course, then I met you and I'm like, this is, <laughs> you're so amazing. <laughs> Immediately, I was like, this Tanya lady is my kind of lady. <laughs> She's pretty awesome. So I just felt like it was a, a good fit uh, for me. So I oh, enjoyed it. Yeah. And not crazy at all, by the way. Like okay. not crazy at all. <laughs> it, it, um, because I'm, you know me, you know I'm, I'm always constantly thinking in colors, and yes. I'm, I'm just, you're such a sunburst. Oh, <laughs> do you know what I'm talking? About? You're like I don't know. I what don't you're know about it. Tanya. I don't know. Well, so, I don't know what the sunburst is. No. So it's the combination of blue with an orange. Yes, I think that we, I think that we figured out that I was partially orange, right? <laughs> Yeah. At one yeah. point. Yes. Yeah. So all of this business of kind of the retail management, the up for a challenge, that kind of thing, that to me is very orangey. Like the, okay. the physical part, that's orangey. Mm-hmm. The staying at jobs for a long time, that mm-hmm. makes me feel that's a, 
I feel a little bit of gold, a little bit of a sense of duty almost. And then the blue is just your desire to help other people and the, the, the coaching and the training kind of stuff. That's a very blue kind of thing. So you mm-hmm. are uh, a little rainbow. Oh, I'll take that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I love, I love that idea of a rainbow. Yeah, that's, uh, that is very yeah. cool. Yes. So that's, and you really enjoy uh, the mentorship and you've had mm-hmm. how many? One? One mentee, I've had right? one mentee and I've had a number of calls. I forget what you call them, the connector help, meetings. Connector meetings. Yeah. I've done a number yeah. of those connector meetings. And uh, you asked me to be, um, what, I don't know what the term is, a helper for someone else who is becoming a mentor. A buddy. A buddy. That's right. Yes. The buddy. Yeah. I do. I love that. I love helping people. Because I feel like I've I have applied for a lot of competitions over the years in the government, and I just feel like I know what they're looking for at this point. And I can, if I can help anyone in any way, I would love to do that. So I hope mm. uh, at some point to be connected with another uh, mentee at some point. But uh, oh, you will! See. I'm sure you will. Speaking of buddies, uh, I just had an orientation session today. You interested in? Uh, in being a buddy for a nice lady? Sure can. I'm very interested in being someone's buddy. Nope. And she's nice. Good. Well, good, they're good. All, well, all the mentors are nice, for goodness sake. I'll even take the non-nice ones if you want. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. You are always up for a challenge. I am. Why not? How do you grow <laughs> in life if you don't have a challenge, right? <laughs> I would be the same I person I was 25 years ago if I didn't challenge myself. So You're right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so here's the question. Here's my question. What do you love? about what you do. I know you love the family atmosphere and the people mm-hmm. and stuff, but what is it that you actually love about what you physically get to do each day? So right now, the job that I'm doing is a little bit more creative, which I enjoy. So I'm providing um, training to uh, people at the the branch where I'm working. It's on their system that they use. So it's training. So I've created the training course. I'm creating other training mm-hmm. courses. I created a learning page, which has all learning materials, as well as I've created videos and things like that, again, to help people with using their systems and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. So that's part of what I really love about my job and interacting with people as well. Uh, providing those training courses, answering questions, helping people along. But this this specific job is very creative and they're just letting me do my own thing, which I really mm-hmm. love. <laughs> mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I, I love that part of it. and. Uh, yeah, I'm doing other things as well. Um, you, our team converses with the program that I'm working in. Uh, we converse with the program and IT on any of um, system issues and things like that. So I like that portion of it as well. So that's what I love about my job right now. But again, yeah, I, I like that it's creative and interactive. Uh, that's what I enjoy. Like if someone said to you, I, you just sit there all day and write policies, I would be very bored out of my mind. So something like this, that's a little more creative, interactive, talking to people, being able to, again, be creative with something uh, that makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm seeing the theme. I'm even seeing, well, now I'm back to, to high school where if you weren't particularly interested in it, <laughs> it was hard for you. And that, yeah, I think that's a green characteristic well there you go another <laughs> so another color <laughs> you really and I, I love when I see that in, in people because so often it's just kind of one or two is really really very dominant but mm-hmm. I'm I'm seeing all these all these colors in you and I think that's very cool now oh. here's a question for you 
Mm -hmm. What advice would you give to a young person who was just kind of struggling with the question of what did they want to do for the rest of their life? I would say just try something. I really think just try something. If something comes to you, well, I'm all about like how I feel or my intuition. And if you feel like something could be interesting and it's, you know, an opportunity that you could try out, just try it. And if, you know, my motto is always, I'll try it. If I suck at it, well, I suck, but at least I tried. And then, you know, if you like it or not, and if you don't like it, then you just try something else. You don't have to be dedicated to one career. Like I was always jealous of those people that would get a job or they knew I want to be a teacher Mm -hmm. and they went to school and they became a teacher or I have a friend, she wanted to be a nurse. She became a nurse. She loves it. She's loved it her whole career. Like I was always jealous of that because I'm like, wouldn't that have been so much easier? (laughs) But you know what? I look at my journey and I think it's kind of interesting. And I've experienced a lot of different people and things throughout my life. uh, And I think it's brought me to where I am today. So I would say just try different things and don't try not to be intimidated. And if you're scared, go for it anyway. Just try it. You'll only go with you on this uh, little uh, podcast. Like me At on this first. podcast, yes, I was so <laughs> hesitant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, but, but but you did it, and and so okay. Now I know you said uh, your motto is um, "I'll try it, and if I suck at it, it doesn't matter." <laughs> but do you do you have a favorite a favorite quote or or motto that you live by? And and we can we'll yeah. wrap it up with that wonderful. I, yes, my, well, I don't know if it's quote or motto is always treat people how you want to be treated. And that I live by every single day of my life. And I think it's kind of been a positive thing for me. So anytime I'm somewhere and something happens, I think how, if I was in that situation, how would I want someone to treat me? Or, you know, you're in the parking lot and you see like, you know, Mm. 20 feet away, a lady drops her mitten. Do you run and get it for her? And in my mind, I'm like, if that was me, I'd want someone to run and grab that mitten and bring it to me. So I, that's how I, that's my motto in life. Always treat others like you want to be treated. Nice. Now that is called the golden rule. Do you know what the platinum yes. rule is? No. What is the platinum rule? Treat others the way that they want to be treated, oh. that they want to be treated. That's, tr- that's trickier because you don't know always how someone wants to be treated. Well, you're right. So you don't, you're if right. you don't know a person, you don't know that. That would be very difficult. <laughs> You're right. I hadn't, I hadn't thought of that because I, I was just like, yeah, that makes sense because you know, just what might work for me, mm-hmm. like, you know, the, the, the language of love, you know, the love language, the like, love language. That's right. You can that use that with people some... that, you know, exactly. Well, you can't, because <laughs> you, you know, really totally probably inappropriate, you know, takes us back to the, you look good comment. <laughs> um, can you believe that? <laughs> I'll never forget it. It's like ingrained in my mind. Like I'll never forget that. I was like in my head, I'm like, is this really happening? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's crazy. Eh? Oh yes. A different that, time. That, a different time. That what was that? That was the nineties? That was the nineties, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. The yeah, the the things that they I've been called an airhead uh, oh. by by men, by a manager. Uh, you know, just oh man, don't even get me started about the paper company. Let me yeah. tell you, the office that you watch on TV or Netflix yeah. or whatever, mm-hmm. that's exactly it. In fact, probably l- less 
like probably more tame than a real office environment with paper and stuff. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's great. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. Times have changed. I mean, we're not 100% there yet, but times have changed. Thank goodness. Yeah. And they're going to get better. They are going to get better. So, Mm -hmm. so, well, and how was this? This was good. This was good. There's a bit of trepidation there. I can hear that. No, no, this was good. It's, it was, yeah, it was, I enjoyed it. Actually. I never actually said, spoke all of this out loud before. So yeah, when I actually you, say it, then I'm like, wow, I have been through a lot. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you have. Years. Yeah, for sure. And uh, all of it together is is making you who you are now, which is a, a pretty darn awesome, you know, cat mom and <laughs> government worker and, and person and human. Yes, exactly. Yes. Well, this is a great experience, Tanya. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. And you take good care of yourself. I'm sending you a big hug and I will, I'll be in touch, man. I'll be in touch. All right. Yes, please be in touch. I'll be in touch too, for sure. Okay. And this, Mm -hmm. this will come out next Thursday. So I will send you the, um, the link for it. Oh, I don't know if I can listen. (laughs) You can, and you'll be awesome. (laughs) And, uh, and, and we'll, we'll have fun and you can uh, play it for your friend, Ben. Oh, yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. Ben, I I have said thank you to him since, but yes, I should play it for him too. (laughs) All right, madame, you say hi to, uh, Sir Henry and, um, Oh, I will. Thank you so much. Yes. He's been a little cuddle bug today. So yes, I will say hi. Oh, sweetheart. And you give him a um, kiss there. I will on his, on his big black head. Thank you so much. This was Thank really you. fun. This was Thank fun. Thank you so much, Tanya. Take care. We'll talk to you soon. You, okay, you too. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Thank you so much, Christina, for hanging out with us on the playground. I really enjoyed learning about your career journey and hearing how you've created a life filled with more balance, many wonderful people, and hopefully a lot less stress. You shared with us the words you live by. Treat others like you would like to be treated. And you have shown us that if a job is challenging, well, you're up for the challenge. We talked about the mentorship program and the fact that you appreciate many people helping you out throughout your career journey with a special shout out to Ben. So you want to do the same for others. Thank you so much. And thank you, dear listener, for spending time on the playground with us today. I'm so excited about next week's mystery guest. Until then, please do follow me on Instagram at PuddleJumpCoaching001 and let's meet again next week when we will jump into the future together.